Hey, this is Raquel, and I'm going to sound like Britney Spears right now, but oops, I did it again. I fucked up the audio. I don't know what happened. I really don't. Um, but in the middle of the recording, I realized that we that our sound wasn't recording well. And um, I figured out that the interface wasn't connected properly. And so the whole time we were recording through the laptop mic. So a lot of our conversation is going to sound like it's far away. Now, I did try to tweak it. So you might have to turn up your volume or turn your volume lower um, while you listen to this episode. But it's a good episode. A little funky that we had these problems again after everything was running smoothly. Maybe it was the topic of the day. I don't know. But I hope you enjoy it. And again, special shout out to our guest, Itala. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for sharing your stories. We really, really appreciate it. And we had a great time. Hello and welcome to the Stooky Duck Podcast. This is Raquel. Guess who's back? Della G, coming at you live from the SFC. And we have a special guest. Itala, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. Thank you. We are super excited for today's topic. We're talking paranormal experiences. Supernatural. Okay. Is that not the same thing? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just I thought somebody else was going. I thought somebody else was going to throw like another. I thought it was going to keep going. You know, oh, like, I culture, thought you, guys. you're going to be like supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> like, supernatural? No, no. Ben Stiller said that. I no. was holding my laugh when you said that. Yes. I thought. Never mind. So, supernatural experiences. Have you had any? I have. I have had one that was, I'm just going to straight up say it, it was convincing. It convinced me. And where did this happen? This happened in San Francisco, California. Where? At your house. (laughs) (laughs) This is some crazy shit. Because who was there? It was... It was just us three and the kids. It was just us three and the kids. We were upstairs. And the front door was open because it was a nice day. And where was Renee? At work? Yeah, I think he was working. He was doing something. He was doing something. He wasn't wasn't at the house. And then we heard somebody walking up the stairs. And, you know, you can tell. When it's somebody that has boots on or or flip-flops or high heels, you can hear it. So these were footsteps that were coming up the stairs, and it sounded like a boot. And he was like, oh, Renee must be home because of his work boots. We both looked at the door and at the same time because we both heard we it. We both heard it. So My cousin looked- didn't hear it, but we heard it. And it got right to the top step, and we thought... The door was going to open. We thought the gate was going to open and he was going to come in. And nothing. 
So we're looking at each other and we're looking at the door. We're looking at him. We're looking at each other. And I was like, I got up. I got up to look like who's there? Nobody. And I, the, what, what happened then? I, first I was like, it was the mailman. Right. And then you're like, no, he already came. I was like, oh. And then she she looked at me, and I said, I was like, I heard something. I, I don't know what to make of it. And she immediately goes, It's Renee's dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. fucking with me. Yeah, that's that's what she said. I was like, what? And she, yeah, she was like, yeah, he he had boots. And he used to come up here with boots and you know, with like motorcycle boots. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like. Oh my God! No way! I I I don't I don't know. I heard it, and and what convinced me was that my girl didn't hear. And it was so and then loud. Me and her, her at the same it. time, like, oh, who's there? We thought somebody was just gonna pop in or knock or something, mm-hmm. but they only came upstairs. The boots never went back downstairs. No, they never went back down. Sheer silence, eeriness. It was crazy. The, and the TV was on and everything, and like. We heard it. It was just like like someone was basically stomping upstairs, but not really stomping. It, it was, was very, just like you like know, gentle. Yeah, I was like, I swear, I thought it was Renee coming home, but it was but, too early in the day. Yeah, right? and then I was like, what? What's like what? And then nobody was there. Nobody was there. It was crazy. So that's his one and only experience. Yes. That I've ever experienced anything, and I am convinced. When before you didn't believe in any of that? No, I didn't. I didn't. But it was more than just hearing. I, I, I won't. I don't want to say I felt something, but it was. I I clearly remember the the steps being very nice and clear. Like someone was literally walking up the steps because it's a it's like a. It's a narrow little place. Like, noise doesn't really bounce off of there anywhere. Couldn't have been the neighbor. No. They have different, they have wood steps. And so it sounds different on wood steps. And we have that, like, granite or something or weird. No mistaking. No mistaking. And, And that's the only time I've ever had it. Have I been waiting for another one? Yes. I have been. Maybe that's why they haven't shown themselves to me. Because I've been waiting for them. I don't know. Waiting for whatever to happen. Last night, Itala was here. We were talking and I was telling her about the time when um, me and Renee were friends. (laughs) And how the setup of this room was. Mm -hmm. So it was... um, his bed was here, and then he had his like little closet, and then his TV. It was a it was a you know big screen TV, the old school ones, mm-hmm. the two ones. Yeah, it was back there by the wall. Yeah. The couches were kind of like very similar, and those benches that were built in, though that wasn't there. So in that corner was a was a corner desk, and that's where his computer was. So he was in bed, and I was on the computer, probably like, I don't know, downloading music or whatever the fuck I was doing. 
I was there. And back then, you know, you have the hall to the bathroom. So the bathroom light back then, you had to reach up and pull a string. And it was like a rope. So it was, it, it did like a U, right? Because it was tied off to something else. Okay. So you just had to like, you know, go like this. And that's yeah. how you would turn the light on and off. So I was sitting, my back to Renee, he was in bed, and I was on the computer. And when you're on, when you're watching the, the, the monitor, because back then the monitor, well, even here you can see a glare. If somebody were to pass by, you would see their shadow in the glare of the monitor. So that's what I was doing. I was sitting there, and I saw a glare, a figure, pass right behind me, I heard it go into the hall, into the bathroom, and the light turned on. And then I was like waiting to hear Renee. Nothing. And I'm like, so I was kind of, I think this, this might have been the chair. I rolled it back and I was like, dude, are you okay in there? And he was like, from here, what are you talking about? And I like whipped around. I was like, did you just go to the bathroom a few minutes ago? And he's like, no, I've been here the whole time. I'm like, you're lying. Don't play with me. That's not cool. He's like, I have been here the whole time. I said, who turned the bathroom light on? He's like, what do you mean? I said, the bathroom light is on. Somebody turned that on. He thought, he was like, oh, you're crazy. Right, because it's already always you're crazy. <laughs> I saw a figure that I thought was him, and the bathroom light turned on. And I was like, "You need to go in there and turn it off, because there's no fucking way I'm gonna go turn it off. It's just gonna stay on all night. I don't care." It freaked me out. That was my first experience in this house. Nothing has ever happened like that ever again down here. But people come, people that are sensitive, they don't, they, how do you feel? How did you feel first walking in here? Well, last night when I felt, when I came in here, I was just like, oh. It felt warm. It felt like a family environment. But I did feel something. But it was, it was something peaceful, harmless. It wasn't malignant. No. Because, uh, I mean, I can tell the difference when, when there is some type of activity wherever I might be at that moment. And if it's malignant or it feels, it, it feels like a hostile environment, it feels eerie, it feels cold, it, it's just you do not want to be there wherever you're at. And here, it was just like welcome. And I just felt at home. Another one. And, and these things started happening after my father-in-law passed away. After he passed away, um, he was cremated. And we have the majority of his ashes here. They're actually right over there. They're covered by the Niner blanket. So... And we also have a little urn, like a mini, mini urn of some of his ashes upstairs. So 
one night, uh, me and Renee were in bed in our room, and we heard like a jingle, little bells jingling. And we looked at each other, and we're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, you know, that sounded like the dryer, the jingle that the dryer makes when a load is done. But I don't like the jingle, so I always turn it off. You have to press the button. It's You press it once for high, you press it once for low, and then you press it again to turn it off. Or it's low, high, and then off. And I always keep it off. So when it's off, it's off. That means when you power it up, nothing happens. When you power it down, nothing happens. If I had the jingle on low, when I powered it on, it would jingle, jingle low. And when I power it off, it will jingle low. When the load is finished drying, it will jingle, right? So, but once you turn it off, that's it. It's on silent. You can't, you, you can't take it off silent without turning it back on. So I said to him, that sounds like the dryer. And so I went to the dryer and it was two distinct, two distinct jingles. It jingled one way when a load was dry, when it was done. It jingled one way when it was turned on and it jingled a different tune when it was turned off. So it had three different little jingles. I walk to, to where the washer and dryer are and the dryer's off. And I was like, huh, okay. I turn it on, no jingle. Then I hit the button to, to make it lower, lower high. And there's Renee's like, there it goes again. And I'm like, um, like, Renee, I don't know how to explain this, but in order to get the jingle, the jingle that we heard was a jingle to, to turn it on. Okay. So I, I did a little jingle and I turned it off. And it did a jingle. Then I turned it on and it did the jingle we heard. And Renee's like, that's it. That's the jingle. And I was like, um, I don't know how to explain this to you, but there's no way that we heard the jingle to turn on the dryer. But when I walked back here, it was off. We would have heard the jingle that turned it off. Why did we heard the, why did we hear the jingle that turned it on? Now, my question to you would be, does your dryer have Wi-Fi? No. Okay. Then I can't explain it. <laughs> this was about five. This was, this I was, was throwing it out there. No. This was about, you know, Rio was little, maybe a year old, um, and we had a different dryer. And this happened to us a number of times, that the on jingle would, would sound but the dryer would be off. It would happen a lot. And it, like, and Renee was like, it's my dad. It's my dad fucking with you. And I'm like, thanks. Gracias, <laughs> can, 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 can you explain what, could you, like, wonder, like, 
why is he why me <laughs> why is he messing with me oh uh, i think well here's my everybody knows how i feel about paranormal activity everybody knows i believe it right so i feel like when people if people know that i know and they pass away they're gonna like well we're gonna go through raquel because she she believes it and it'll if we do easier. something it'll be easier and you know what she'll talk all crazy and people will be like oh she's fucking crazy but it'll be in the back of their mind like huh right mm-hmm. i'll give you another example <laughs> uh, renee's uncle passed away um very sad and his children were, were young and um they live on south venice after he'd passed away you know we're all we're all sad and we're at the house we were at the house. And I was, how to explain it? If I'm sitting here, okay, imagine that uh, the front door's there, but there's a wall covering, so you can't see people coming in and out of the front door. Okay, so there's a wall. And then there's an open space, and you can either walk into the living room or you can go like kitty corner and go into the dining room and that takes you to the kitchen. So I'm sitting here and Renee's cousin, Christina, was across from me on the other couch. And all of a sudden, I see her father walk, coming through the front door, right? Coming from the wall, right? So, cause whatever, coming through, Going into the dining room and going into the kitchen. You saw him? I saw him. Exactly. I saw him. And I was talking to Christina. And as this happened, my face just changed. Like, what? And she said, you saw my father, didn't you? And I said, yes. Okay. It was so crazy because she immediately, she's like, I could tell by the look of your face, look on your face. She and she knew. I had made a really nice DVD of, of pictures and, and to music he liked mm-hmm. that um, we were going to play at his, at his services. And I made it and, you know, we watched it. And I, I was like, okay, this is this is the final product. This is good. Let's take it over there and let them watch it. We tried the DVD player in the living room. Nope, wouldn't work. We tried the DVD player in in uh, Christina's room. Didn't work. We tried the DVD the DVD player in Robert's room. Didn't work. In Sandra's room. Didn't work. We tried the the DVD. We had um, the Playstations or the Xboxes. Mm-hmm. We put it in there. It would not work laptops it would not work the dvd would not play we went into his car and used the dvd player in the car and it played what the heck are you serious and and who do i have as my witnesses christina robert sandra and renee what I don't know. Isn't that weird? That's strange. No, what you got? You had me at I saw him. 
I saw him. He had his baseball hat on and I he was, was walking. I was going to ask you, what was he wearing? Was he wearing the same thing that he was buried in? Or no. was it something? No, it was like one of his regular, like like his regular t-shirt, shorts, shirts. Like, you know how people have jeans, favorite t-shirts, yeah. favorite yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah. a t-shirt, baseball cap. It was so weird. Okay, so that's one. That's another one. Something that happened here to, for, to me not too long ago, not too long ago, I was asleep in bed in the middle of the night. It was the middle of the night. And my kids will wake up in the middle of the night and come into my bed. Come on, come on. So I was sleeping on my side and three taps on my calf. One, two, three. I felt it. And I was like, you know, with my eyes closed, I, I went, because it was one of my kids, like, come here, come here, come here, and I'll just carry you up, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I opened my eyes. Nobody's there. Nobody. It was like, so I got up, and I went to their room, and they're both sleeping. So who tapped me three times? I th- no, I, no, it wasn't Renee. I think it was my abuela. Although she always said she would pull my feet. But that's close <laughs> enough. She always she always would tell us. Well, yeah, right, sorry, well, well, that was in the parameters. Yeah. yeah. It was very, very close. So I think it was her. But you tap my... And it, I wasn't asleep. I know what I felt. I stuck my arms out for my kids and nobody came to me. So I'm like, what? Crazy. That was the last experience I've had in this maybe, house. Maybe, maybe. She wants to hug you one last time. Maybe. Maybe. And she's she's been watching, and she sees what the kids do to get you to open up like that. That's exactly what I. That's it, what that they what do. Doing? They come in the room, and I come on. And they come in, and I just lock my arms around them, and we bring them up. Weirder, weirder, weird. Weird or weird or weird? That was the one. The one that really got me was, was the seeing, seeing seeing Uncle Bob. That, that one was that one. No, I my my hairs and the up. only person <laughs> like, the only person that believes me is Christina because she was there when it happened and she saw him. She too? no. She saw me. She saw you. How I was like, I don't know what face I made, but whatever face I made, she said, you just saw my dad, didn't you? I wish I was there. I wish I would have been there. I would have wanted to see that. It was so crazy. I would love to see something like that. But I, but I think that these, that these people will do stuff because they know I believe. Maybe I'm just easier. Because I'm open to it, you're sensitive to that. I, I mean, I wish somebody would come in. You know, like I don't want like a malignant one to come. No, I want to see like that. That's always my fear. I want to see some like. Like I don't want, I don't watch movies in my house that have to do with demonic entities because I. I feel that that opens up something, yeah, 
So any mm-hmm. movies that I see like that, I go I go to the theater like Annabelle. I just went to go see Annabelle Creation. Oh, Holy moly. <laughs> I was so freaked out. I was freaking out because I believe in that stuff. And I believe that, and, 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 and it made it even scarier because it had to do with children and teenagers. And it's like, oh my God. It's, so I won't watch that shit in my house. But I can watch scary movies in my house because they don't have to do it. Entities. Which is, it's just killings. a scary movie. Yeah, killings. We see that in all the movies. <laughs> so, I would like to turn the mic over to our guest. And I want you to tell us. Because she's had many experiences. Which one do you want me to tell you? And, and you start where you want. Because we're ready for them. I can tell you, I have a good one. So this was in San Pablo, California, and it was Mary and Sebastian's father during that time, my husband. And uh, we had two uh, separate working schedules. So he was more towards like morning, 12-hour shifts because he was a tow truck operator for the city. And I had my mom's business. I was working with her. Sebastian was a newborn. And the, the tenants where we moved into was like an option of rent to, to own. Mm-hmm. And we were like, give us a year. Let's test out the, the, the house. Let's see if, you know, if we're interested. We'll make a deal by the end of the year. I hated San Pablo. I hated the commute. I didn't want to move out of my dear San Francisco. But during that time, we had to. We just couldn't afford it. So uh, one of those nights, I'm trying to remember. Ray worked late. He worked longer. And so I had to go. I, I, I was just like, okay. Driving back home. Baby was asleep. And I had to park. It was a corner house, so it was, um, I had to, like, park on the long side of the house. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, it was dark, and I didn't feel safe. I got out of the van, and I just felt eerie. Something wasn't right. And um, I was just like, you know, I felt this urgency, and I had to hurry up into the house. I was getting scared. So I went around the van. Um, and then all of a sudden, across the street, I looked up. Something made me look up, and across the street, and these some of these streets in San Pablo, if you guys ever been there, they're, they're really narrow streets, mm-hmm. so the houses are really kind of close down. Mm-hmm. Really well, you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're narrow. It's like, should be two lanes, but it's really like one, it's and really people have to like park on the sidewalk-ish mm-hmm. so that you can get you through. You have to get up on the sidewalk to go good so your car won't get hit well anyway um the point is is that i looked up and i see this black entity with red eyes and i'm like oh shit and i couldn't believe it and he it was all he was all black red eyes and he had like dark garment 
I was trying to figure it out. And I was just like, oh, shit. I opened the van. I took Sebastian out. And I'm like, las tres personas. And I'm just getting chill. I was beginning to pray. And I just started praying. Because I feel more what was telling me to do. So I gra grabbed Sebastian. Grabbed my purse. Like that for bag. I was running to the corner, um, to the house. I was trying to unlock the house because we would lock the house because we were out for 16 hours of the day. We barely enjoyed that house. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I ran up, ran up the house, opened the house, turn, turned off the alarm, turned all the lights, put the baby in the room, in his room. I left him in the carry-on and I was rushing and I'm like, oh my God, lock the door. Every time I kept on looking back, he was walking with me, but across the street from me. Oh, hell no. He would, he, he did not, he wasn't on the sidewalk on my block. <laughs> he was always across the street from me yeah. at the distance that he was from me. When we got to the corner, he stayed in the corner by the stop sign. And I went into the house and I did all my jazz, put the baby in close the house and everything. But I was scared. Scared shitless. I would I peeked oh out of the window. He was there at the corner looking at me. And I was I was calling Ray. Babe, babe, what time are you coming home? You better be careful. There's a man across the street, black, red eyes. Babe, I swear. And he goes, I'm about to call police. This is too scary. You know, I'm scared. Where's the baby? He's in his room. He's in the carry-on. And, and he goes, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and my mom wasn't answering her, her phone, which was weird because I started calling her. Because I, I would always call her for these things. Yeah. And he goes, calmate, calmate. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm, I'm dumping the truck. And I was like, okay. And I was just like this. So then I kind of, yo, checking out the window. He's still there. And then I opened the front door. And um, El Señor, across the street from us, is um, old man, retired, really nice, the best neighbor I've ever had. I think his, his name was Don Juan or something like that. Traditional Mexican family, really nice. And every, uh, yeah, every time I would come to the house or leave, he would know when I was coming in. And he was he was always like, since Sebastian was a newborn, he would always help me mm -hmm. get the baby in the car and out or when, whatever it was. And this time, he, he heard me slam the door, so he stepped out. But then I was all into the window, locking Sebastian in. Well, I don't know. I'm all scared, and I'm still opening the front door of my house, checking to see if home skillet was still staring at me across the street. And he was like, Ita, estás bien? Another one. He goes, what's wrong? And he crosses the street. And he comes into my gate, because it was unlocked. Yeah. What's wrong, mija? El hombre. There is a spirit there. He's this, he's like this, he's this height, you know, uh, shaved, buzzed off hair, red eyes. He's not Latin, he's not Asian, he's not white. 
he looks like if he was African-American, but he looks all dark. His spirit, his clothing, and he has red eyes. And he's just there. And he goes, oh, hija, come in. Let's go in. So we come into the house. We close the door. And he goes, let me tell you something. I know who that is. What? And I said, what? And he goes, there was a muchacho that lived on that block, on that side of the block. And he was into, he wasn't doing good things. Okay. He got shot at that corner. And I said, son of a bitch, are you serious, Lorencito? And he goes, yes. Pobre muchacho got shot. Um, it was a drive-by. And drive-bys were hot around here. And he died there. It was a big old scene. They had to close the whole nine yards. He told me the whole story. And I said, well, that kid is not resting. Mm-mm. He's not resting. He cannot, um, how do they say it? He can't pass over. Cross, cross over. over. Thank you. He can't cross over. He needs he needs some prayer. He needs some misas or something. And, um, and then that was it. So I started praying. I started spreading holy water and not and no Ray came and Don Juan was with me until Ray got there, which is like 30 minutes or so, mm-hmm. give or take. And he goes, Don Juan, what are you doing here? And he goes, No está dormida, Don Juan. And he goes, and he goes, No, your your wife got to scare her life. And he goes, no, son chingaderas, you know, no, you know. He always brushed it off, but deep down inside, Ray always believed in things like that because he did witness some stuff, but he never liked to talk about it. So that was what really happened to me. I, I think the next day I went to St. John's. I went to go pay him some, you know, misas for them to pray for him. I, I lit some white candles, three white candles, one after the other, with a little cup of water. Never again I saw the guy. <laughs> That's crazy. Never bothered me again. That was really eerie. You know what? I want to see something like that. That was one of my experiences. I want to see something like that. I would have been like, I'm out. I don't know what you're going to do with this house, but I'm out. Deuces, kick rocks. I'm out. <laughs> Just make sure you call the U-Haul and get all your stuff out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I <laughs> 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 see something like that. No, I'm not coming back. Is something malignant like no. At the corner? At the corner. The street. The only corner I want to be is next to happy and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the, the, the streets were narrow, so it was kind of like it was one lane going, one lane coming, but they were really narrow. So when one car was passing by, you had to, you had to swerve to the right to let them pass through. That was no more than 60 feet, That's 70 crazy. feet, including sidewalk. That was re- that was too close for comfort. Oh, Did mm-hmm. he, no, he never tried to step 
any closer to you, right? No. He never tried to even attempt to cross the street. Just kind of followed you along. He just followed me along. So let's talk about this what happened to her. Yeah. So this was before my mom's passing. And my son was small. And uh, my mom was feeling some things that were not normal. And mind you, my mom was very Catholic, very religious. She followed her faith. She was, uh, how do you say it? Renewed Catholic. So she's very active. So um, I'll remain nameless of who it was and mm-hmm. how we were related. Well, the thing was is that this person um, was envious of my mom and jealous because we had a, a family business. And well, most of the time, people think that when you have a business, you know you're you know you have piles and piles of money, and you're you know. You're well off, and it's not always you're the case. It, yeah. you know, you're making it. It's not always the case. So um, they were throwing stuff at my mom's house. My mom was getting dreams, and all of a sudden, this spirit started coming to my mom and talking to her at night, and it would bother her. And it was a female spirit, and every night that my mom would go to sleep and do her prayers and everything, and once she was sound asleep in her bed, the spirit would come and ruffle the bed covers, would bother her, would, you know, could stroke her and everything. And, and my mom was like, she turned over and she's like, ¿Qué es la cosa? What's going on? Why are you here? What do you need from me? Because my mom had that gift that spirits would come to her and kind of like relay Things or they would say, can you pass this message to so-and-so? So this spirit that was stuck to my mom said, I came here to bother you. They came to bother me from my sleep because they are jealous of you. And I'm going to, you know, te voy a molestar. I'm going to keep on bothering you until you do something about it. And that's what the spirit told her. She was like, she said her prayers. She goes, I'll be praying for you. My mom, you know, she did her prayers. But the spirit kept on coming back every night. And she was like, this is not good. Esto no está bueno. Tengo que ver. Tengo que ver. And my mom was thinking about it and pondering because she doesn't believe in something. Yeah, she doesn't believe. She didn't believe. She really didn't believe it 100%. You know, it was kind of those things that you don't mess with. Right. Right. Because you know? there's, a, there's a general understanding. There's a general understanding about it. And there's a certain part that once you step into that side, you're, you're opening into other realms and doors and everything, dimensions and whatnot. So you're opening, I, I feel like you open yourself up to allowing these curses you're exposing yourself. To be put on you. Yeah. So basically, um, she found out through a recommendation of someone. I, I really do not know who because she didn't want to tell me because she wanted me to be far from it. But then I was experienced things too. So whatever my mom experienced, I experienced kind of like 
half of what she felt, you know, and I was feeling weird things and I felt eerie and I told my mom, I don't feel right. And blah, blah, blah. she was, well, no, I'm going through this and I didn't want to tell you. And then she goes, you know what? I think me and you should go and we um, will get dad to take care of the baby. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Where the hell do we have to go? She goes, there's this man in San Jose. I was like, damn, home skillet's all the way over there, you know? I was like, couldn't we find anybody local? <laughs> Did you check Yelp? <laughs> Yelp, yeah. But um, point blank, we ended up like in um, a little bit in the outskirts of outside of downtown San Jose. And he had this large botanica, you know, um, place. And the back part was where he did his consultations and he did his quote-unquote works and rituals. We were coming in. He was helping someone else. And he was like, Ay, no, bendito. He was from Cuba. And he goes, Señora, usted siente acá. And then, you know, and then he goes, you guys need to sit down. You guys are going to be a while. I was like, what the hell? I was just like, uh, let me go check in my car. <laughs> How much time we can park on that sidewalk, you know? <laughs> and she goes, sí, no te preocupes, hija. She's all finished. He goes, ven acá. And he was talking to my mom like if she, like, like if he knew her for so long. And then he goes, I don't like what I see. You have, um, tu andas con un muerto. He's right there. She's right next to you. You're, you're, um, somebody latched on a spirit onto you. It's like death. And the next thing you know, he opens, I don't know, his cloth, his table, throws some shells. And um, he started throwing the shells and whatnot. And. Basically, he told her, gave her deep detail who the heck it was, why they were throwing that santeria on her, because they were jealous, they wanted what she wanted and they didn't have, and that they wanted all the happiness and success my mom had and they didn't have it. So what they had done, they had done some of their witchcraft santerias thrown on my mom and me, because they threw me under the bus right. because I'm a, I was my mom's most pride possession and her only daughter. So basically they said that they had done some type of witchcraft um, with some dead spirits and they went to go bury us at a quote cemetery. Whatever... Bury who? You? Like whatever witchcraft ritual they did and whatever... Ingredients or artifacts. They, they buried them in a cemetery. They buried Shut them the in a cemetery. Up. That's why we had spirits latched on with us, latched onto us, and that's why whichever spirit that was there was latched on and was bothering my mom and me. That was crazy. Whatever grave that was. Whatever grave it was. That's interesting. And Did, I. But you saw it too, right? I saw I saw gray shadows. I was seeing like a gray shadow, and and it didn't feel family. It didn't. I just wasn't comfortable. I couldn't sleep. Um, my son was fussy, and I felt scared. That's mostly what I felt. 
Meanwhile, my mom's having like deep conversations, like, where the hell are you bothering me? Why are you here? Like, like she's not even really tripping on it. No, like, she wasn't tripping alone. about leave, it. She was, she was never scared about those things because yeah. my mom had faith. She had faith. So the man told us, come back next day and we're going to start the first cleansing, steps of cleansing. And, and Senora, you're going to have to buy some white garments from scratch and it has to be new. You have, and he gave us like a list. a whole list. Yeah, a whole uh, list of, of everything of, like, you need to buy. And, and ribbons and, and like just, hair stuff. Hair, oh, yeah, like hair do rag and whatnot. And I was like, why? And I was so pissed off. I was so mad. And I said, I was just mad at the fact that somebody that was close to us in a sense was doing these things to us and we have never done harm to them. And now we had to waste a couple of thousand dollars just to do all this stupid stuff. I I would say, all this stupid stuff, you know? But it's not stupid. Oh, yeah. It was some serious stuff. So we come back. Check this out. Each one of us, he goes, you guys better have make some space in my car. And he goes, because I'm going to give you gallons of cleansing herbs. He had prepared... Um, you know those gallon jugs of the, the milk, milk when you yeah. buy a gallon of milk? Yeah. Each one of us had seven gallons that we had to t- take to each, to our, like, mom had seven gallons, I had seven gallons. He basically told us that we had to pray um, to God in this ex- in this prayer to a saint and that we would we had to do it religiously for seven days straight. After my shower, I had to bathe with that that herb water from the neck down. I couldn't do it from the head up. It had to be from the neck down. The first shower I took, and then I started bathing with that herb water, I felt like I was like um, being like shookened. You know, have you seen those scenes in the movies where... Um, People shaking, then you, you kind of see that eeriness, like if there's sp- a spirit kind of like oh, jumping in and out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my experience the first time in the shower. And I had to grab onto something because I felt shook really bad. And I felt something come, like some energy come in and out of me. That was on the first day. Second day, it's kind of similar. What really shook me was the third and fourth day. Mind you, I was only halfway. On the third day, doing the prayers, and you know, I said the prayers, and you know, with open heart and everything. The third, the third shower, I took it. The thing I saw it, the spirit literally got like shook out of me. It hit the shower wall, and I was like. Santo Dios. And I grabbed on and hold on, and it jumped right back onto me. What? And that was like day three, day four. By the time it was day five, six, and seven, I was feeling lighter. I was feeling better. I felt that I was myself again. I didn't feel heavy, you know? And then I, I was telling my mom everything, she was, and I'm like, Mom, are you are you going through this? And she goes, I was feeling similar things. 
But since I talked to her, I didn't feel it that dramatic as you did, how you felt it. So on this, um, after the seventh day, we had to go straight right after him. We couldn't pause any day. We had to go back on the seventh day. And we each had to do a ritual in his, like, space. That man said that he had to kill a chivo, a gallina, a gallo, a pigeon. Like, you know, it was just like he had to go out to where he does those rituals to go do those killings to prepare for the ritual. I don't know. The man said that Shaman said he, Shaman has a high priestess, whatever. I forgot the title he said he was, but he said he was the highest ranking of the Santero, de los Santeros. Of the Santeros, uh -huh. de los Santeros, you know? This man, este viejito, he knew his stuff. My respects to him, but he was just like, after the seventh day, we had to be there, you know, uh, rain, or, rain or shine. And um, we couldn't wait any day longer, any other day longer. Because then we would have to start all over again. The whole bios and everything. Did okay. you have to pay again? Uh, no. Okay. But, you know, it was just, we had to do all the seven gallons week, again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, You God. had to go through the same thing in the shower all over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like God damn. <laughs> <laughs> not but, again. <laughs> not again, but we did. And we showed up on the seventh day after our showers and he had prepared everything out and he did you know whatever the hieroglyphics or sign he did or where we had to step and where we had to be in the middle of all the chalk writing he had done and um all the polvos that he had to burn around us and stuff like that and then uh he he um he did the ritual of the cleansing for my mom to in order to detach the spirit from her body. So these herb baños, however you want to call them, was to loosen up the spirit. To, it, they're cleansing these like herb cleansing baños that he said that they were to loosen up the spirit from your body so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, so they wouldn't be so attached to you. And it's easier by the main ritual on the seventh day, it'll be easy to take them off and cleanse you and take that spirit and let it go. And so you did the, the seven days? We did the seven days. And then? He had the hieroglyphics in this yard where he did his ritual, and it was like tarp and covered and everything. He had plants. He had some gallos or gallinas, whatever the heck they were. And um, whatever he had to kill, he had to kill a goat to, to prepare for this and to give his offering whatever is that because you have to offer to los santos did, that help them did any of the blood was it put on you no because we we had to bathe again and we had to put the new garments on which was all white and whatever he did and, and the incense or whatever herbs he burned on us and the leaves or whatnot we just had that. None of the blood fell on that. So that type of cleansing where they said that, you know, they say that they have to spill blood on you and all that stuff. It wasn't for us. That was like something else. But like he said some, that we major couldn't. Stuff. Yeah. He said that we couldn't even open our eyes, that we couldn't see anything. And one thing, and my mom 
she said that she felt the spirit latch off and then it went away and she felt better. Um, on my end, when it was my turn. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't your turn both at the same time? No. It was, did you see her ritual? No. No? I, it was, no she was it, just in it by her Because we can't see it. Oh, okay. Only he could see it. Even everybody that was sitting to the side so had to have their eyes closed? It's because that area was closed off. Okay, so it was only you and him in there. Yeah. Okay. In that yard. And okay. Did you have clothes on? Yes, I had clothes on. Okay, because I I hear sometimes that people have to have to not have clothes on. That's a scam. I believe some of those are scammers. That's a scam. Uh, no, I had my clothes on. I had my regular clothes on. He told us specific colors that you know what we can wear, what we cannot. For everything that he told us throughout all those days, we couldn't wear black. Whatever it was, we couldn't wear black. It could be any other color and white. It couldn't be black. I was dressed. Not even black socks? No, not even black Nothing. socks. Nada. I would have to buy all new socks. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I like black socks. Um, but yeah, when he came to, um, after that, she had um, he had helped my mom because she was a little weak. We helped her into the shower. He had a senora. He had a lady with her, his assistant. And she took my mom and escorted her to the shower and we placed the baño that he gave us and then we put our new garments on. I helped her. I was like, I'll be here. But the lady was just like really nice to us and I was there and we helped my mom. My mom had to sit down. She was exhausted. She felt exhausted. And during that time, he was doing the, you know, the hieroglyphics and the chalks and all that stuff for my turn. Or my turn around. And he go, Niña, ven pa' acá. You know, and then I was just like, Ahora te toca a ti. And then she was like, Okay, I said it. And again, he had another, he had another helper, a male one that was with him. But when he did the ritual, it was just him and me. So he told me I had to get into the circle. He told me what he was going to do. Um, he, he was smoking his puro, his cigar. Um, Getting being every puffed up, and he goes, "You have to close your eyes for nothing in the world. You cannot open your eyes." I was like, "That must have been hard." Because that I was hard. Because you're, you know, we can be. I'm curious. I'm curious. And I'm yeah. tempted to see like there's chickens that are fucking was, dead around here. I want to <laughs> see that shit. I was like, "Who's gonna be seeing me in this?" And I'm like, "I hope this man not YouTubing me." Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> don't be punking me. I know, right? So um, during the uh, the experience I had when he was cleansing me is that I was able to see the santo that was helping him cleanse me. And I was able to see the spirit that was attached to me. And I had a man. Hmm. My mom had a woman. And um, I explained to him, I, I said, who is this and this and this and this? And I described who it was, and he goes, eh, Nena, ese mi santo. And he goes, well, your santo is in my tercer ojo here, and I can see him. And he's like this, and I described how his santo is. He goes, my santo likes you. 
because he doesn't appear to just anybody. So what we're doing is good. So um, we continued with the ritual, and um, I didn't feel scared. You know, I felt, I kind of felt like a sense of security. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm on this good side. I'll do, something <laughs> must be good here. So then I did believe, and I did feel that towards the end, when it was the peak of the ritual and his prayers and everything, I felt the spirit just jump off. And that was it. Never to be heard from again? Yeah. Nunca más, never again. And that was my experience. I don't just recommend that to nobody because that's not my belief. Right. Right, right. But But I felt that we were... to. Exactly. We were pushed into that. I felt we were pushed that we had to do that. Because if we didn't, wouldn't have done that, we just would have lived horrible lives or low quality of life. But just feeling all that eeriness and feeling unsafe and scared within your own habitat, your own... Even in your own skin. In your own skin, in your own home. So that was my experience. That's a, wow. That was some crazy shit. I'm telling you, Santeria, that's something that I just, I don't want to ever with that. I respect it. De lejos. Far away. Yeah. Each to their own. I don't deal with none of that stuff. Would I be curious enough to get close enough and look at it but not be a part of it? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You can go and get your shells read. They read your shells and they tell What's you. That it's kind of like like tarot cards, their version. I've never, kind of like I've never done tools. I've never done anything like like that, like get my palm or, or anything like that. I've never done anything I of that. Yeah, so oh well, I mean, paranormal. The paranormal. I wanna see more of it. But I don't wanna be like in a dangerous situation with it, you know? But I feel like I, I, I say this and people think I'm crazy. I feel like at some point the human, you know, to, or, you know, homo sapiens, whatever you want to call it. Are we homo sapiens? We're homo sapiens sapiens. Fuck, I don't know. Where there's homo <laughs> sapiens and then there's homo sapiens sapiens. That's what they, that's, that's, I swear to God, it's like, this is what they taught me in college. And if, and if this is not true, fuck you, professor, for telling me some <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> but, feel like maybe we took like a wrong turn somewhere you know i don't know have you thought maybe it's not just the wrong turn maybe it's not the right time for me i think things fall into place when they need to fall into place yeah and we're just trying to kind of rush that some people are trying to rush it because maybe they're finding a benefit that they can benefit out of it, and maybe the benefit's not a really positive one. That'll probably hurt others in order for his own or his, her own personal benefit. So I feel that um, I feel timing is key. I feel it's one of the links to connecting that. I think that also, you know when we talk about these paranormal experiences and we talk about, you know, because I've had 
quite a number of things that I've experienced. Tala's had quite a number of things that she's experienced. You've experienced one thing. One thing only. But that's what you needed, right? That little detail was what you needed to say, I believe there's something else out there. I do. There has to be. And you're now open to it. I am intrigued by it. And and open to it. Like, I'm open to seeing another one. Or or I haven't seen one, but I am I am open to seeing one. Will it scare the shit out of me? Probably. All right. So that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. We, uh, we hope you enjoyed these crazy-ass stories, and I know that they're going to sound hella crazy. Um, but believe me, we're not, we're not crazy. It just, it's just stuff that we've experienced, and we don't mind sharing. It just, you know, don't yep. judge. Hashtag don't judge. Don't judge. <laughs> And uh, let us know if you have any uh, ghost stories, you know, or, you know, you've seen anything or you feel like you might have experienced something or would you care to experience anything? Are you open to it? Would you want something to happen? Yeah, let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook. You can write a whole paragraph there or you can email us, podcast at stookyduck.com. And thank you very much. Special guest. Thank you for inviting me, guys. Thanks for the great time. Thank you for sharing your stories. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we will talk to you next week. This is Raquel. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time, this is Dilla G signing off from the SFC. Peace.